Hello everyone and welcome to this Chemical Conversations podcast for Argus Recycled Polymers brought to you by Argus Media. I'm Will Collins, the Global Editor of the Report and I'm joined by Liz Niebuhr, Head of Sustainability for Suntory Beverage and Food Great Britain and Ireland, which controls soft drinks, drinks brands including Ribena, LucasAide and Orangina. Like many brand owners operating in the UK and Europe, Suntory Beverage and Food has committed to ambitious sustainability targets around the inclusion of recycled plastics, mainly our pet, in its packaging over the coming years. So Liz, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Will. So what are Suntory's sustainability commitments and, and what changes have you made to packaging as part of the drive towards sustainability? We have a vision which we call growing for good, and that is that but the bigger we are as a business, the more positive impact we can have on society, our people and the planet. And we have made a raft of what we think are ambitious sustainability commitments that we're working very hard towards committing uh, and achieving. We've committed to reducing our greenhouse gas emissions by 50% from direct operations and by 30% across all our value chain by 2030. In terms of packaging specifically, We've got an overall goal to have 100% sustainable packaging by 2030. And it's a goal which we've already invested nearly £8 million into in the last few years. Um, it's included quite a few changes, such as moving to 100% recyclable paper alternatives on straws for Ibina cartons. And as you've already uh, referenced, a real focus on using uh, recyclable plastic in our bottles. Okay. And when you sort of look at your sales, um, do, do you see that customers are aware of recycled packaging and, and how much does it impact their purchasing decisions? It's a really good question. Um, we've actually just recently done a very large survey of over 5,000 consumers as part of our business preparation for the deposit return scheme, which is launching in Scotland next August. Um, and we had some really exciting results there that showed that actually two thirds of um, consumers that we surveyed really do want to make more positive, uh, recyclable, sustainable commitments. Um, and that actually within seven weeks, for example, of being introduced to a system such as a, a deposit return scheme, which is really all about encouraging people to value their the products, the bottles that they use for their drinks and see their, their, their value as a recyclable commodity, that um, the vast majority of people really change their habits within seven weeks of being confronted with this kind of system change. Okay, and do you think that there's enough understanding with the consumers um, between, you know, we have recycled packaging, we have uh, packaging that is based upon sustainable feedstocks being advertised in some cases. Do you think that um, it's easy to make customers aware of the, the various differences, um, you know, when they are trying to pick up drinks, I suppose, generally quite quickly off the shelf? I think it's a really good question and it's always a challenge when you're actually coming to that point of purchase as to exactly how much information that consumer I think can wants or can take in at that moment. Um, I think there is a real shift in consumer understanding about recycled content. I think um, people are becoming more and more aware of the importance of closing the loop as it were, of seeing products that can be used again and again. Um, and I think there's, you know, we would also argue that the need to close that loop, particularly when it comes to plastic bottles in our packaging, because if we do recycle our bottles, we can use them again and again. Um, whereas um, I think 
historically perhaps there's been some use of recycled products or elements within other um, industries where that they get the percentage of recycled material but the reality is if it's in clothing for example it's not so easy to recycle that again and again so I think there's definitely our belief is there's growing consumer awareness about the need to recycle uh, uh, elements and a desire to be part of that story be part of that solution I think you know that there are complexities uh, about you know the difference between mechanical recycling and chemical recycling and I don't think that's top of mind in consumers' uh, minds, and I think it, it's a complex topic. So there's still, a, there's still a route to go, there's still a journey to take, uh, to take place, but um, we are seeing that more and more consumers are uh, positively want to be part of the solution, are encouraged when they know that we have recycled content in our bottles. Okay, and just, just on, the, on the mechanical recycling, chemical recycling element, because I think that, that's quite an interesting discussion point um chemical recycling is 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 very much an, a nascent industry we don't see a huge amount of capacity currently available in europe but um clearly the the plan is for that to grow quite significantly in the in the coming years and there's a lot of discussion around um mass balance allocation of recycled content um you know similar to uh, i suppose how the power grid works in in some cases in terms of the the quantity of output matches the quantity of input uh, without necessarily being a you know a one to one straight line um is is there a risk that 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 could make it more difficult for consumers to understand or or do you think, you know, going back to your original point, that it's it's simply that consumers want to be part of the 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 effort, and and therefore they um that they will will sort of I suppose take take the uh, what what's written on the label and 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 go forward and see that as a sustainable solution, regardless of whether it's mechanical or chemical recycling. I think you're always going to have a certain fragment you know a section of the population that wants to have more information that wants to know the kind of intricacies of the means by which your packaging is being recycled and for us we think chemical recycling is an important part of the future journey um, and it's something we're already using uh, we use um, a resin which contains 30 percent uh, recycled material content processed by chemical recycling in um, certain of our bottles and we would like to see that grow in the future because we think it's a very good and a useful element of our strategy to get to 100% RPET. And again, I think one thing I haven't perhaps referenced clearly enough is that we're really excited that this year we could announce that all of our on-the-go 500 milliliter bottles, which is really the core of our business, will be in 100% RPET, uh, obviously excluding the cap and the label by the end of this year. Um, and that's not without its challenges, because um, I'm sure, as, as you're aware, there is an industry-wide lack of food-grade quality RPET across Europe, and that does have an impact, um, I think, on everyone's ambitions to, to, to access this really good quality RPET for use um, in, uh, in their packaging. Um, again, we think chemical recycling could be part of that answer. Um, I think there is, uh, to, your, to answer your question about what information do consumers want, and there's lots of research that I know has taken place historically on environmental labelling and, and what the right mechanic is to give that information to consumers. We have found that that including that um, the reference to the fact of our recycled content on bottles, you know, those the majority of those bottles now having 100% RPET is, is a real positive call to action. 
Um, and we think that's the right level with on that format on the on the on the label of the bottle. It, you know, we have more information on how we approach that, which can always be found on our websites. And I think our historic approach has been that's been the right marriage of information, keeping it quite light, but, uh, light, but factually impactful on bottles, but ensuring that for those consumers who want more information, there are there are clear elements within our wider uh, communications framework where they can find that information. Okay, thanks. And you touched upon it just then. The um, in, there is is no secret that the supply of our pet um, food grade pellets in Europe is very tight. Um, we have seen in some cases brands having to step back from commitments that they've made for this year um, with a lack of available supply cited as one of the reasons. Do you see a risk that the overall commitments for the industry for 2025 won't be met. Um, and there, I, I suppose I'm referring to brands' individual commitments, some, uh, you know, which which you have just quoted for um, for Suntory Beverage and Food, but also in terms of the the, the Europe-wide commitment to include 25% uh, our pet in PET bottles by 2025. Um, it is not without its challenges. I think it's fair to say the geopolitical and the economic environment in which we're operating makes, um, you know, achieving and, and maintaining these ambitions all the more challenging. But there's a real commitment at a business level to try and navigate our way through what is undoubtedly, you know, choppy waters um, supply chain wise. Um, and it, it, it remains our, our, our aim to have 100% um, sustainable packaging. Um, by 2030. And I, I feel that we're on course to achieve that. There may be some kind of curves and kinks in the river, um, but the business is really committed uh, and to this idea of growing for good and sustainability being a key pillar to achieve that. I think it's fair to say there are things that we feel that could really help on that journey. Um, and the introduction of an interoperable uh, deposit return scheme, which will be a great way of closing that loop and really making sure that we do get the packaging that um, you know we as producers put in the market back into the recycling system uh, and, and, and back into our factory so that we can use it again and again will be a key component to help alleviate the challenges we currently face in terms of um, uh, access to really good quality recyclers, um, which is, as, as we've alluded to, becoming that bit more challenging. It's a very competitive market and there's, there's great volatility in the pricing of that which obviously is a factor that all businesses have to kind of consider in their future plans. And um, to that, I, I recently saw that the uh, European Soft Drink Manufacturer Association, UNESDA, suggested a change, really, a, you know, a structural change to the recycling market for the PET side um, that would allow companies that sell beverages in PET bottles priority access to a certain volume of the RPET raw material, which is proportionate to the quantity, proportionate to the quantity that they put onto the market. Um, the idea behind this, of course, is that it would allow smaller brands that maybe can't afford the current high prices of our pet to have access to enough recycled material to meet the 25% recycled content mandate that the EU has, has laid out by 2025. Um, it, it would be a, a big structural change for the industry. Would you support such a system? And, and maybe what do you see could be the, the downsides there as well? Um, well, we, we were very encouraged that the, the first 
deposit return scheme launching in in Scotland does um, allow for first right of refusal for you know producers to access the subsequent recycler and um, you know we, we do feel there's a natural logic that it's that we're putting you know the, the the product we're putting on the market we would like to obviously at competitive rates get back to use it again and again there's a logic to that um, and I think it's also a realistic way of, of genuinely closing the loop and being able to know that um, what we're putting on the market in terms of the our, 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 our product um, packaging is genuinely used again and again and closing that loop. Okay, thanks. And from a outside of the supply demand side, from a from a, a technical perspective, I suppose, or um, you know, a business perspective, whatever it may be, what are the biggest barriers that you needed to overcome in order to make the what sounds like extremely strong progress towards increasing recycled content in um, in the bottles that you're producing? Um, I think we've alluded to the fact that, you know, the cost of recycled plastic has really um, it, it has really grown substantially in the last couple of years because of the external factors. And that's always a difficult business challenge when you can see that the cost of um, virgin plastic is is noticeably much lower than recycled content. Um, but, you know, as I said, the company is fully committed to the sustainability journey we're on and the, the ambitions and the commitments we've made in terms of achieving 100% recycled pa packaging. Um, and so uh, that's 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 a challenge that as a business we, we've we've uh, addressed and, um, and we work through. Um, and it, it comes with some great other benefits, obviously, which by switching to our pet, we've seen a really substantial reduction in our CO2 emissions, which obviously has a positive impact on our scope three targets. Uh, we've reduced our CO2 em uh, emissions by over 36,000 tonnes. So it, it's I, I think it's you've got to see everything on the whole. Um, it's it's the, the positive impacts that making this commitment to use of our pet and how that also achieves us in other areas of our sustainability targets going forward. Um, and I think that's really important that we as a business have always kept sight of and are really committed to 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 that journey going forward. And, and finally, um, you, you've you've mentioned, of course, the strong commitment in the industry to continue with this, despite the the current economic environment, um, which since we're both speaking in the UK on the 29th of September, we can say is substantially worsened over the last four days, probably. Um, how about the the energy environment uh, that we have in, in the UK and Europe at the moment in terms of, of costs? Does that have any impact on the availability of material or on, you know, any of the other areas that are needed for you to to maintain sort of the commitment to, um, you know, sustainability and driving more and more recycled content? It's a really good question. I think, you know, obviously um, everything comes into play uh, looking at the energy costs, the costs of materials. Um, and I think it's a particularly uh, challenging time for anybody working in the supply chain right now uh, of any industry trying to understand how these all these factors come together. I think as a business, we're always we we welcome the the recent government's um, commitment to helping with energy cap for businesses uh, for the next six months, and I think it's something that we're very much working through. Uh, again, I would say you know we we are really committed to achieving this aim of having a 100% sustainable packaging by 2030. You know, we have to obviously navigate the challenges that we're faced with uh, in the broader industry, um, in, in, I think in the immediate years to come. 
Um, and as I say, that there may be some challenges we have to, to navigate going forward. But but that commitment is definitely something that we both in the UK business, but European wise, are, you know, are fully committed to deliver on. OK, thanks very much. And this has given us a lot to think about. Um, so thank you very much to Liz um, for joining. Thanks, Will. Absolute pleasure. And thanks very much as well for the listeners for being here. Um, we hope that you did find it useful and insightful. And if you want to find out more about Argus Recycle Polymers or any of Argus other chemical products, please visit www.argusmedia.com. <laughs>